0: Hey everybody. Welcome to Shit 90s Shows Taught Me. I'm Jessica Sterling here with my co-host Sarah Ferguson. Sarah, how are you today?
1: Hey, hey. I'm doing well. Thanks for asking. How are you? How are you?
0: I'm good. I'm good. I am. um, I'm ready to talk about this episode. We're having a heat wave in New York and it's been really freaking hot the past (laughs) couple days. I'm not happy about it.
1: It's been a little muggy, but like I wouldn't say it's freaking hot, but yeah, it was no. It's like been 80 mud-
0: degrees. It was it's like 80 eight, degrees it's yesterday. 80
1: degrees, yes. Um so we're uncomfortable, but my plant that I refuse to bring inside seems to be pretty happy about it. So good she's, thriving. She's, yeah, she's thriving. She's thriving. She's my good, my good Monstera. I love my plant.
0: Yeah, all you plant lovers, please email in or tweet at Sarah because I know nothing about plants and I cannot help her in this department.
1: The truth is I, too, know nothing about plants. So I'm just waiting until they just all die on me. (laughs) It could be any moment now. Um, It just might be like a plant, a plant apocalypse and they might like all drop (laughs) dead at
0: once i have the only thing i've ever been able to keep alive is a bamboo plant because it literally only requires water um and even that when we had obviously with the pandemic i didn't go into i had one at my office and i'd had it for years and it was so beautiful and large and fluffy and when the pandemic happened i didn't go into the office for months and of course it died and i was devastated but life moves on i guess
1: I'm very devastated for you. That bamboo would have had a long life, but here we're here we are. I, I'll uh, next time I see you, I'll get you a, a lucky bamboo because
0: I the- do still have one. I have one oh, at my okay. house. Once I go back into the office, whenever that is, I'm hoping just to buy another one and like kind of start the legacy all over again, the new one. Okay, I believe in you. Maybe I'll name it. I don't know. What do you name a bamboo plant? Send in your suggestions, listeners. Send so me a suggestion.
1: Bamboo. We need we need a new name for the bamboo.
0: Yes, we do. Um, so on Drink Watch today, I don't know what we're calling this segment. We could test out different names. Drink Watch, that doesn't sound that great.
1: <laughs> I think we could do better, but um I used up all of my energy for the Paul Rudd certificate of timelessness last week.
0: So I can't possibly come up with something even more brilliant at this time. Maybe listeners can send something in for that as well. We have really creative listeners, I'm sure. So, yeah. on Drink Watch this week, yeah. I am drinking a uh, Captain and Coke Zero because that was what I had in the house today.
1: That sounds delightful. Today, I am having a Simpler Wines Peach Italian Wine cocktail. And then in parentheses, it says Frizzante.
0: That is the longest name I've
1: ever <laughs> for a beverage. Okay. It's just like a sparkling peach beverage. Okay. Wine. That's it. That's it. It's it's fine. Okay. Only one. So this,
0: only one. this comes in a can. You said, right? It comes in a can. Okay. I mean, that's good for I, – I like individually packaged things for certain things because like you said, if you just want one, then you're good to go. You have – um yes. If you have one, then you have portion control.
1: If you have a whole bottle of wine, then who knows what <laughs> happens. Oh, we know what happens. I think <laughs> I know what happens. I think I know. But the good news is we did not lose all of our listeners, um, all two from uh, (laughs) DrunkCast, as I will fondly remember it by, (laughs) because, Jessica, I have some shocking news for you. Ooh, what is it? Um, My shocking news is that we finally have some listener feedback.
0: Ooh, lovely. And who is the listener that sent us in such awesome feedback?
1: Um, I'm not going to admit that he's a friend of mine. I'm going to pretend like he's someone (laughs) I've never met before, but truthfully, it's my dear, dear friend, Jonathan Cronkite. Um, he is the best. And his question was, um, in reference to our last episode, episode five, which was, um... What was it called, Jess? Oh, gosh. Every time. Um, The Killer Bee. The Killer, killer Bee. Wait, was it Killer Bee? Yes. So if you're following along with us, it's when Corey decides that he wants to go into the regional geography tournament. Right. and um, And he took Minkus's spot. So Jonathan writes in and says, what do you believe are the life goals of Stuart Minkus, regular guy?
0: And I think this is a great question. I think it is funner to like er, it's fun to like pontificate what what Mingus regular guy does. Like we know how he dresses, right? We know the shows he's watching. So yes. what does he want to do? So just a
1: reminder, he dresses like he's in the French, the Fresh Prince of Bel Air, and he watches Beavis and Butthead and uh like what like uh House of Fashion. Yeah, something on MTV that's for <laughs> he sure. watches a lot of MTV. So, mm-hmm. um, if I had to guess, Stuart Minkus, regular guy, besides playing um, bocce ball or whatever he was playing,
0: <laughs> it was not bocce ball. Uh, it was um, what was it? Bombardment. It was the bombardment, and he was also breaking bottles on sewer pipes. <laughs> he, was break- <laughs> he was going to the local like dumpster
1: and breaking bottles. So besides doing that, I would say Minkus is probably, like, eating, like, mac and cheese and, like, hot dogs. Oh, yes. Um, A little BBQ in there. Yeah, that seems like some regular guy stuff. Um, I think that his new favorite school subject is, um, like, Woodshop. That seems like a cool regular guy. He's probably making, like, toy cars.
0: Yeah, he probably, um, he's that guy that, like, when he gets home, he, like, immediately, like, unbuttons his pants and, like, watches television in, like, a recliner.
1: Wait, so is this 11-year-old Minkus or are we talking about modern-day Minkus? (laughs) Maybe this is, like, what
0: his future would be. Oh,
1: his future. Yeah.
0: Okay. He's an unbutton-the-pants kind of guy because he, like, had a few two beers the night before. Okay, many. so
1: I can see this. I can see this for him. Is Stuart Minkus regular guy
0: married? Um, he probably gets married like right out of high school. Okay, I could see it. Does he have With a children? girl he met while breaking bottles down at the sewer place? <laughs> Who's this girl? I don't know. Let's call her Lucy. She Lucy. She wears overalls when she's okay. a child, and then she. Yes. And then they have like three kids. This is Stuart Minkus, regular guy. Regular guy.
1: So this is the girl from um, Corey's Alternative Friends, the overall girl.
0: Yeah, why not? Let's say he marries her. That makes sense. Okay.
1: I love that for him. It's like the alternative Corey and Topanga when we weren't paying attention.
0: Yeah, and what's funny is that, I mean, I never watched the show. Obviously, we all know that there's, like, what Girl Meets World was, like, a thing. Maybe still is a thing. I'm not sure. But wasn't Minkus, didn't he, like, guest star on that? Yes, he did. Most of the um, cast of characters yeah. guest starred on that show. So we, we, we wouldn't see what regular guy Minkus looks like, but we'll see what, like, actual adult Actual life. future
1: Minkus looks like, mm-hmm. which I'm excited for. So thank you, Jonathan, for – uh, asking us that question, and um, if anybody else wants to write in and make us speculate or have general questions, like please, 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 uh, at um, you can add us on Twitter, or you can email us at shit90spod at gmail.com. We'll um, bring that up again later, since I'm really eager for some questions. Yes. <laughs> um, but uh, today's episode that we're covering is... Um, Episode 6 of season 1, Boys to Mensa. This is the best
0: episode title by far of all of them.
1: Yes, so it's like a riff on Boys to Men, I'm guessing?
0: Of course, yeah. And Mensa being like super uber genius kids are in like Mensa. I heard it's very easy to get into Mensa. All you need is the answers to a test. All you need is
1: the answers to the test. So this aired on October 29th, 1993, which was just in time for Halloween.
0: Yes, and this is so perfect because this will be released in October. Um, So we are right in that Halloween territory. Stay tuned for some bonus coverage coming soon that is not Boy Meets World related. Um, But yes, so we're nearing Halloween. Corey's wearing a red nose, of course, in Mr. Feeney's class because he's class clown. Um, (laughs) Yeah, and like Feeney thinks
1: it's a Rudolph nose. Like, obviously not. But um, why would Corey want to be a clown anyway?
0: I just think he likes attention. He's a
1: middle child. <laughs> I guess so. I mean, I would – I just feel like this is off-brand for him. I would, like, never want to be a clown if I was him.
0: No, I wouldn't either. But do can you please take note that we still do not have go back in the show. I know. And I know. also, like, no shade, no tea, but, like – no tea, no shade? No tea, no shade – But the girl that is sitting in front of Corey is like the Walmart brand of Topanga. Did you notice? this was the original Topanga that got fired. I hope so because she's like – so we all know Topanga has like the big, voluminous, curly, wavy, crimpy hair and like amazing fashion sense. This girl has like slightly curly hair, not enough volume, not enough body. And she's wearing like a basic floral dress.
1: Yeah, so – We don't like her. We don't know her, but I just want my Topanga
0: back, and hopefully, she's coming soon. I know. I can't wait till she's like actually cemented in the show, so we can just stand. But (laughs) until then, mode, yeah. (laughs) Until then, all we have is Feeny like up Mekis's butt like for the hundredth time. Yeah, and this we're getting back to the same thing where Feeney's passing out the the grades for like uh, I don't know if it was like a book report or a test or something on Moby Dick. And as he hands them out to the kids, he's like, Oh, great job by Mr. So and so, and could have used a little bit more work to Mrs. So and so. And it's like, really, like what teacher does that? Yeah, I really hate the commentary um, mm-hmm. on
1: how each student does. It kind of bothers me. But um, Minkus did get to recite his haiku, <laughs> and yeah. in honor of Minkus's haiku, I wrote a haiku.
0: Oh my gosh, you did it! Okay, I'm amazed. I did. Like,
1: yeah. Okay. Um. So as you know, I'm like quite an artist, so I worked really hard on this. So of course. Um. I request snaps, not claps. After. <laughs> please behold your snaps, please. Okay, okay. till the end. Till the end. Mm-hmm. Okay, so. I don't like haikus. Minkus is such a suck-up. Corey's costume is lame.
0: (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. That was amazing. Oh my god. It was from the heart. I believe it. Because Minkus is a suck-up. He is.
1: And Corey's costume is lame AF.
0: Can I also say that, like when they're so, I noticed also. Yeah, yeah, is sitting behind Minkus, so he has returned. Um, the yeah, yeah from San Lot, and like when when uh, Minkus is insulting Sean, he calls him a troglodyte. I had to look that up. Like, how smart is this kid in sixth grade? Very smart. Not
1: quite Mensa worthy, but very smart. And I don't know what a troglodyte is either. So a
0: troglodyte is a person who is regarded as being deliberately ignorant or old fashioned. Oh, me. Vocabulary (laughs) lesson. So
1: I I, I don't like it much. But like Feeney like goes around and he's just like roasting all the kids. And like Mm -hmm. Corey has to like call out his buddy Rick and say like Rick's like a C student like him. And I don't like that either. Yeah. No, and I don't
0: like Feeney discussing Rick's grades with Corey because he Constantly. basically, yeah, he basically is like, well, Rick tried really hard and this is the best he can do. Of course, I'm going to reward, him. you know, I'm going to give him a compliment, whereas you did not try hard at all and <laughs> got see. That's none of Corey's business how Rick's, like, academic abilities are. I don't like that, Feeney. No, I don't either. Um, it's like HIPAA, but for teachers. Like, you can't <laughs> discuss. Yeah,
1: you can't discuss it. So, um, Corey just, like, doesn't like getting picked on, and, like, that kind of stinks. And, like, he feels like
0: he doesn't get away with anything, but Minkus gets away with everything. And here's Minkus making the most ridiculous-looking paper plane, paper airplane in the background. Yeah, it's, like, a biplane with, like, moving propellers. And
1: he has, like, his a whole, like, plane kit where he has, like, Elmer's glue mm-hmm. and, like, I, I still like even if your paper plane making abilities are good, I don't think it's appropriate to be making paper planes in class, let alone English class. But I do think that like maybe it's not the most appropriate time to be yeah. crafting um uh, Uh, Paper vehicles
0: You know what it is I bet Minkus read the entire textbook already Like over summer break And so he's just bored in class Because he already knows everything And he's like I'll just make a paper airplane Just to show off Well maybe he should just like Go to a special school then He should He should go to the special school That we're going to talk about later That Corey is supposed to be Getting sent to Yeah But okay So if If Corey is the class clown Right Yeah What If you I don't know if you guys did superlatives In school yes But Were you one of them or no? Uh, no. <laughs> okay, so if you had to be one, what do you think you would have been back Well,
1: I tried, like, I tried to get superlatives, so, but, um, What were you going for? <laughs> I was going for most unique. Oh, okay. But I don't think I'm very unique. <laughs> so. <laughs> so, I
0: think it was, I, I was, um, going after, like, a losing battle, essentially. Did the did the person that win it were they unique? Do you remember? They were not very unique.
1: Well, then screw them. Like well, okay. So it. we always had like a boy and a girl winner. <laughs> yes, we did too. I would say the boy winner is was the most unique. I would say the girl winner was not the most unique. How about you? Did you get any superlatives?
0: No, I didn't. I um. So my graduating class, for reference, was like maybe 180 kids or so, maybe 200. Um, no, I mean, here's the thing. Can I just talk about some bullshit? Not that this is one that I wanted to get for a superlative, but let's talk about the fact that, um, one of ours was, like, best eyes or nicest eyes or something like that. We have that as well. And can we just talk about how people with blue eyes always fucking won that? That's ridiculous. Um, I have
1: some news for you. (laughs) The girl that won it had, like, really pretty,
0: like, greenish
1: hazel eyes.
0: (gasps) Your school then wasn't, like, always – it was a ridiculous thing. Like, always people with blue eyes won. And I'm like, you know, not for nothing, but people can have pretty eyes and they are not blue.
1: She deservingly so won and had very pretty eyes. I
0: know. So I feel like – back to the question at (laughs) hand. Yeah. If I were to get – I don't see. I feel like anything I say sounds, like, very braggy. But, like, I do feel like I would have gotten, like, most likely to succeed or, like – most like, you know, one of those things because I was like pretty um, in the class rankings for grades. I think I was like fifth, so Go I was off. up there Damn. for that. And I, yeah, I got my own little like section in the like, yearbook, but oh. <laughs> but that's probably what I would have gotten. But I don't even know that that's true. I'm not like a doctor or a lawyer or something. So I, you're successful in my eyes. I mean, we have a podcast, so like, yeah, well, what it was, they like, have. Has- What do they have? Come on, Doctors and Nurses. Where's your podcast?
1: (laughs) Uh, I'm sure that they have something like uh, literary text in
0: medical journals. So (laughs) I would say that's a little bit better than what we got. (laughs) Yeah. Also, like, thank you, Doctors and Nurses, for, like, saving human lives right now. So shout out to you if there's any of you listening. Thank you very much. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) You're the most likely to succeed.
1: You are. You are. Um, But, like – Corey gets out of detention. Why did he
0: get detention? I uh, class clown. I mean, who knows? Like, he we've seen him get in trouble before, so probably was something unrelated to anything we saw. But Sean was also in detention again. Like, are anybody shocked? No, no. So,
1: um, Sean got detention from art. And I'm just like trying to speculate how you can get detention from art. I'm assuming it probably has to do with what you create in art.
0: I would say that or like um, messing around with the equipment or, you know what I mean? Like (laughs) throwing paint or, I don't know, messing around in art class. Like you said, could be something you drew. Although I feel like artists are more cool about that than other teachers would be.
1: Well, Mrs. Angles was not cool about it. Whatever (laughs) Sean did, I don't know what, but at least Feeney's not teaching art as well.
0: Yes. Did you notice what uh, what Sean was drinking out of in the hallway? A water fountain. No, he was drinking a huggy. Do you remember Huggies? Oh, are they just like little juice pods? Yeah. But do you not call them Huggies? I. I mean,
1: <laughs> there was. weren't they like? Wasn't there like a brand that was like called like Jugs?
0: Oh my God! I hope not. Is that real? Really? Because that's insane to me. How would they get away jugs? with kids being like, "Oh, you want a jugs? Juice jugs? Yeah, I'd like some jugs. Uh, oh, maybe they're called hugs. Okay, yes, <laughs> huggies. Yeah. Okay. Oh my gosh, that's gonna be the. It's <laughs> gonna be the clip. Um, no, I they were see, called people. No. Some people called them huggies. Some people called them like barrel drinks because they're kind of in the yes. shape of a barrel. Um, yeah, I remember I these the Bella effect because I think they were called jugs. I think you went to a weird school if they were called jugs.
1: I don't think they served this. Uh, were you
0: hanging out with the kids that were breaking bottles by the sewer pipes because <laughs> only those kids called them jugs? Maybe, maybe, but yeah, he's drinking a Huggy, and I specifically remember these because they had like the tin foil lid on them, and then you'd like use your finger to like poke a hole in the top and drink out of it. Um, I do remember, but um. I don't think I, I think I, do you
1: remember the tall ones that you would squeeze and they had like monster
0: faces on them? What? Tall ones that you would, oh, oh, are you talking about Kool-Aid jammers? Maybe. They had, okay, Kool-Aid jammers, if you're a 90s kid, you will remember this. Kool-Aid jammers were like kind of tall and skinny. They're almost shaped like a Coke bottle kind of like the classic Coke bottles and they're plastic and they had this ooh, they had this little um plastic cover and you would twist it off and it would leave a little hole and that's what you drink out of. But all the cool kids or maybe just me would take the top of the plastic tab thing yes. and you'd put it in your mouth and pretend it's a retainer. Okay that's <laughs> not what the cool kids did.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, cared, that's I do that's
0: not what the cool kids did. <laughs> But maybe that's what you did. (laughs) It's definitely what I did because I thought like all the cool kids, like it was one of those things where like when you were really little you wanted braces, but then once you got them you were like, this sucks. Right. Okay. Sure. yeah. I used to pretend it was a retainer. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) We've got off the rails. But I hope – People need to tweet us if they know them as Huggies or maybe Jugs. Who knows? Please don't do hashtag Jugs though. That's not appropriate. <laughs> don't do that. Don't do that. And I need someone else to validate my feelings about Kool-Aid Jammers. And if you use the plastic top as a retainer, please tweet me and let me know. Nobody did that, but. <laughs> um, so
1: Sean and Corey glanced into the trash can and they found a piece of paper that
0: is, um was a little tempting, to say the yeah. least. So it's basically answers to an aptitude test, not even a real, well, Sean says, not even like a real test. It's just an aptitude test. Did you ever have to take like an IQ test in school?
1: No, I don't think I ever had to do that. The only thing you had to do were like the regional exams at the end mm-hmm. of the year that caused a lot of anxiety for I'm not quite sure why.
0: Yeah, we had to do those too. I don't think I ever had to do an IQ test. I feel like it was a very common trope in um, sitcoms that kids had to take like aptitude, I don't know if they were called aptitude tests, but basically it's like, oh, you're you're going to be really good at being a mechanic one day or you should be X job like in the future. Test. I don't think yes. this is what it was. I think this was just like a strict IQ test. No, it was, but I, that's the only thing I can equate it to is that is like a very common yeah. trope. But yeah, so they right. they find the answers to And Sean's like, who cares? Like, it's not even a real test. And of course, Corey's like, this will get Feeny off my back. Yeah. So,
1: like, Corey's motive is actually kind of sad. Like, he thinks that if he gets like the perfect grade and Feeny thinks that he's a genius, then Feeny will treat him like well and like leave him alone. So, I just feel like that's like kind of like his reasoning is like a little like sad. um, Yeah. Because he just wants like Feeny's respect. And maybe that, like, kind of speaks a little bit on, like, Feeny's general treatment of Corey. Like, I think that the lions are just a little bit blurred. Their neighbors, their student teacher, like, I don't know. So if Corey's, like, this bogged
0: down that, like, Feeny doesn't treat him well, then I don't don't know. But, yeah, I would argue, though, that, like, Corey's looking for the easy way out in this situation. Like, Mm -hmm. he could get Feeney's respect by, I don't know, freaking trying on a (laughs) test. But Uh -uh. instead of doing that, he's like, oh, this will easily get Feeney off my back if he thinks I'm a genius. And of course, Sean has some major wisdom in this episode, I will say, like, he's impressing me as far as like, and we see this him develop more into having way, way more street smarts in the future. Exactly. But this is the beginning, like, this is the very beginning. Sean is like, "Don't complicate your life, Corey," and he is absolutely right. I need that, like,
1: either like as a sign in my yes. in my room, "Don't complicate your life," or like. I don't know. I need that mantra. Like, I constantly see myself like complicating my own life. So I really should remember yeah. that one. You need
0: a um, you need a cross stitch. Don't complicate your life, Sarah. Okay, I'll look <laughs> out for that one.
1: So yeah, he strongly advises not to cheat, but it's just way too appealing for Corey. So when the time comes when um they are getting their results back. It seems as though Corey went ahead and memorized all the answers, um, yep. which is impressive to say the least. But um, Feeney's handing back the IQ exams and um, he's like, once again, he's like kind of just like talking about everybody's business. like.
0: <laughs> and- Can we talk about how uh, Feeney is like the biggest tea spiller of the entire show? <laughs> He just can't shut
1: up about, like, his own students' academic abilities or lack thereof. So he's, like, talking up that, like, one person's so brilliant they got, like, the best exam or the best score in, like, not only in the class but not only in the school but, like, ever. And, like, they're leading us on or the class on to think that it's Minkus and Minkus definitely thinks it's him. Um, but, you know, and Minkus just has, like, the biggest smirk on his face. And he's just like, please, Mr. Feeney, you're embarrassing me.
0: Yeah, but behind him, freaking Corey has, like, the biggest shitty grin on his face of all time. Yeah.
1: Um, so, turns out that it was not Minkus who scored the highest. It was Corey, who, as we know, cheated, and Feeny's like immediately suspicious.
0: Yeah, so Feeny is has a very like strict demeanor naturally, and when uh, Feeny's like. Um, it's like, oh, it's a big thing. It's a very big thing Ooh, that gave me
1: this, like the the heebie jeebies. I didn't like that much. I wouldn't want Feeny to stare me down and say that to me. Yeah, <laughs> cool. and we can we talk about <laughs> another long con by
0: Feeny? Just such forgetting. a
1: long con, and like mm-hmm. this just drags on for way too long. Yeah, as we'll talk about, but um. Like Minkus's face when like the whole class is like standing up and clapping for Corey is so funny. (laughs) If you missed that, I advise you just go back because Minkus is just like so over his life.
0: Yes. He's like, how did this happen? How did this happen to me?
1: (laughs) Yeah. His parents that I'm convinced like totally hate him (laughs) and is like always
0: on his back will not be pleased when he gets home. Oh no. I bet you. Okay. So in modern times, his parents would be the parents that like texted and called Feeny all the time. And you know that the first... That time they hear about this, they're immediately calling or texting Feeney and being like, what do you mean he's not the smartest in the class? Oh, I, I would not want to be on the other side of that conversation, mm-hmm. that's for sure. So Corey gets sent home with a letter for his parents and Sean's with him. And, they're, you know, Sean, Corey is so nervous. He's like, oh my gosh, like, this is it. He sent a letter home and Sean, again, street smart Sean, is like, he oh, he rips open the envelope and Corey's flipping out because he's like, oh my God, they're going to know. And he's like, what do you put in a, in a, or what do you put a piece of mail in when you mail it? And he's like, oh, we could just re-put it in an envelope. <laughs> and it's like. Duh, query. <laughs> well, okay, so I have a couple of things about
1: this. There's no way you can't tell me that Feeny doesn't have like personalized stationery with like a wax seal. <gasps> I was thinking the same thing. And, like, like you wouldn't be able to just seal. replace the envelope. Like this is like a special, special
0: envelope. Although also I think it's kind of weird that like Feeney lives right next door to Corey, so he literally could have, like, knocked on the door and handed it And handed it to handed, Yeah. But this is part of the long con. Yeah, So uh, totally. And, um,
1: gosh, my first instinct in this situation would be to totally hide the letter.
0: Because I'm bad. See, my first instinct would be to rip it open and read it. <laughs> yeah, I would hide the letter, um
1: which is bad. And actually I did do that. And then it was, it got so bad that like I would hide like progress reports or whatever. And my parents actually started forwarding all school correspondence directly (gasps) to my dad's PO box. No.
0: Wait, did they? they, Okay. So if you, if you weren't getting this like report cards, right, wouldn't they know because you weren't just weren't getting them? Progress reports. Right. Well, so not a report card. Is it different? Yeah.
1: Um, yeah,
0: Maybe report cards, too. Oh, my gosh. Um, really? Oh, my God. Yeah. See, this is where we're such opposites. No, I can't even tell you now. Because I was like, I was the person who'd be like, oh, my gosh, mom, guess what I got in this. Class. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm
1: sure you were. You, like, brought it home, like, with the minkish yeah. shit-eating grin I and, think- like, And
0: then you (laughs) put it on the fucking, like, refrigerator. Of course you did. And the funniest part is that I remember being upset once because in, I believe it was in middle school, actually, I had Spanish class. And um, our teacher would also do, like, bonus questions on tests and quizzes. So sometimes I legitimately would get, like, 103 on a test. And I got so mad because on my report card, the highest average you can have is 100. They wouldn't let you go over it. So it was annoying because I'm like, really? Because it would make up for, like, the lower grades I had in other classes if you'd let me have the 103 in this class. Jessica, you need a freaking noogie. That's what you need. (laughs) I'm literally going to take you out back
1: and like do it myself. I think I'm lucky that I'm so tall because I feel like I probably would have gotten taller. Wait, oh my God, you have five inches on me. I'll never get you. You'll never reach me. I'll never get you. Okay, never mind. Um, But so they open up the letter and they're like, oh, everyone's like freaking out everyone's freaking out um my favorite because sean's like oh my gosh it's the sea for intelligence fraud <laughs> and Corey's like i'm cooked which how might how often do i say that i always say i'm cooked i wonder must if i've gotten it from this i was gonna say like maybe i got it from this so but sean is kidding all feeny wants is to have like a conversation with um cory's parents which would actually send me spiraling as well yeah <laughs> that seems very nerve wracking um but you know sean just says that all you cory has to do is like convince his parents that he's actually a genius because Corey's is like my parents know i'm not a genius so Corey's great idea <laughs> was to as his parents were coming home he would play um beethoven's piano uh concerto in E flat (laughs) and have like the foam finger the Philly's finger and like do like a full symphony um which this is just like so obvious and like ridiculous it is so such a bad idea and so like his parents are just like like adding fuel to the fire that is this like mess because, like, you kind of see through it, too. And, like, nobody is, like, calling Corey out at this point at all. Yeah. They're just, like, just fueling the flames of the fire.
0: Yeah. And my favorite, which, like, to be honest, pretty topical, is um basically Amy is like, Corey, it doesn't make sense. You know, why are your grades... Down here, and you know, motions down lower. But the the IQ test says you're up here. And Corey's like, "There's a flaw in the public education system. I didn't fail the system. The system failed me." <laughs> Which I'm just I, like, you know what? Good point, Corey. Good point. Good point. I love that.
1: Um, <laughs> I loved that a lot. Yeah. Um So, um, I I so after that, the next day at school, Corey is just like freaking out again. Because, um, because Corey's anxious and I would be too. This con is going on for so long and it just keeps getting worse and worse. And, like, he's not giving it up and they're not giving it up. And he's just about to have, like, a mental breakdown. And, like, Sean's trying to be like, relax, it's fine. Um, but... You know, they're trying to convince themselves that this is, like, not all, like, self-inducing issues, that, like, they're the victim in the situation, which...
0: It's not right. No. And the best part is, like, again, Sean with, like, the street smarts. Minkus comes up and he's like, I don't get it. Why are you trying to cheat off of me if you're so smart? And Sean's like, oh, he's just trying to compare answers from one genius to another. And Minkus with the, like, burn of, like, oh, well, then I'll just move my arm so you can see easier. Mm -hmm. And of course, like, really? And Minkus is like, no.
1: (laughs) No. So nobody is buying this story. No one quite knows how Corey scored so high, but mm. um nobody is believing it. Everyone's suspicious of this. Yeah. So um Feeney, oh, this is like also terrifying. This is the Feeny. Best. Oh, so Feeney gets a sub-in and he like brings Corey to the lunchroom so they can have like a one-on-one chat.
0: Yeah. So basically Feeney wants Corey to admit to the cheating because he's like, oh, do you have anything to tell me? And Corey, of course, is like, no, I don't, you know, I don't have anything to tell you. And Feeney basically is like, oh, well, you're going to be going to a new school. Um, They don't do any sports. Uh, They're super, super smart. And Corey is like, you could tell he's like terrified about this because all they do is play <laughs> chess.
1: Yeah, yeah. So they they study until they sweat, which um doesn't sound like a lot of fun to Corey. And um this is just like Once again, like Corey just like doesn't openly say it, but Feeny also doesn't like, give Corey like a lot of time to like coast it out of him. So like I feel like Corey was like about to be like, you know that I'm not a genius, but um, but like also Corey is like still trying to be like half in. He's half in the lie, half out of the lie. He says that he'll be a TA for Feeny, which like sounds like a terrible idea. Yeah. And um, but yeah, so like Feeny ends the conversation. I feel like a little bit too early, and like he says like, oh, he says like. The like most daunting thing, he goes, "Don't you love Halloween?" No one is what they seem to be,
0: and Ugh. then he leaves, and it's like don don don. <laughs> it's. Spooky. This is like, this is a spooky Halloween it is, episode. It is truly really spooky. And he also says, you deserve everything you're going to get. Like in a nice way, but it's also like so scary. You're right. This is a legitimately scary, terrifying episode of Boy Meets World. We're going to get to it <laughs> in a couple seasons from now. There's a legitimate scary Halloween episode that gave me like nightmares because oh. of a big baby.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, we'll I still there. think about that one. That's a that's mm-hmm. also on the Mount Rushmore, but that's not until the future. Oh, we're, we're way far away from it now. <laughs> so, you know, later that day, Corey's just, like, blaming Sean again and saying that it's, like, all of his fault. Corey shoots just him with be. a Nerf gun. Shoots <laughs> him with a Nerf gun. Corey's taking no responsibility for this at all.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, It's a mess. This is just yeah. going way too far. And tell me you noticed Sean's voice cracking in this episode. Did you notice? In oh. this, this and I was like, oh, it's a little. It's a little, little guy. Uh, poor thing. <laughs> yeah. So, and it's, that's the thing. I'm like, Sean, to me, seems way smarter than Corey. Like, Corey is like a wise ass, right? Like, yeah. you know, he has like wit. But Sean is so much smarter just on a base level. <laughs> Yeah, he's just like, you
1: know, he's really just telling Corey, he's like, you know, like everything that Corey freaks out about, Sean's like, well, duh, just do this. So basically this like snobby woman from the fancy school is about to come and he has to, Corey has to retake the IQ test and Corey is like, um... I'm going to have to go to the new school and like Sean's like well you're not a genius so just take the test as you would normally and they'll see you're not a genius duh and like I don't
0: get why Corey thinks that he's ever going to get accepted into this school after he takes a test I don't know but I think it's because he's just so
1: panicked that he's just seeing like white and he just like can't focus on anything
0: yeah that's true he's just yeah you're right he's panicked because he's like oh my gosh i can't get out of this lie now i'm gonna lose all my friends i have to go to some weird school where they don't even play sports and he's not gonna (laughs) be able to talk about his precious fillies which like would be a freaking blessing for me that would be a gift to us all a gift truly yes so
1: so, um yeah Corey has to take this like fancy test with this fancy lady miss bertram um
0: She's the worst She is and I should have looked her up She really looked familiar to me I don't. Her name is Jane Carr Apparently I don't know what else she's in But like she looks very Very familiar Yeah I'm not quite
1: sure where she's from But her voice is That of uh, I don't know what this accent is But it's a little like R rolling And it's like posh uh, English posh. Like she's like posh She's posh English. So uh, cut to like Amy, Mrs. Bertram. Is that her name? And Alan, they're sitting on the couch and the snobby lady is just like judging Amy hard for what she does for a living. But actually, like number one, Alan makes a a beautiful point that like, you know, Amy is a homemaker. Not only does she like take care of three kids. Uh, She runs the house, but also, like, this is something that we learned this episode, that she
0: actually is in real estate also. Yes, first time we learned that she has a job outside of the household for – so thank you, Boy Meets World, for fleshing out your female characters. We appreciate it. Yes, yeah, and she does it quite well, apparently, so – and
1: Amy clarified that it's not like a little bodega that Alan works at or just like your corner store. It's like the biggest supermarket in the region, I think, that yeah. she said that he's a manager of. So they might have normal jobs, but they are successful at but the re- they do. And they take care of three children and they do a great job, typically. Yeah. And
0: um, I would say and- they're like firmly middle class, like. Yeah. I mean, I mean they're they, comfortable. They just, yeah, exactly. And the funniest thing, so I did some IMD bags on Jane Carr while you were talking, and right when you said judging, she's been judging Amy, it turns out she was on a show called Judging Amy. <laughs> oh, my God. I wish that I did that on purpose. But also, apparently, she was on Gilmore Girls, which is where I think I recognized her from. Okay. She a lot of voice acting as well. Oh, yeah. Um, it seems so, like she would. Like, she's on, like every random television show like (laughs) going all the way back like she American um I don't think so okay no she's she's definitely British yeah she was born in Essex which makes sense yeah
1: so you know she the thing is that a lot of what Mrs. Bertram says is like if you said it in a different way it would be fine but the way she says it is very pretentious and she, very judgy so
0: yeah, she's for- an asshole we can say it she's a <laughs> asshole and oh, yeah. she she's like she sees morgan and And she's like, oh, like, your clothes don't match. And it's like, all right, first of all, fuck off. And, like, she's a child. Like, she's a tiny child. Yeah, and she picks out her own clothes. So it's not her fault that she wears the same freaking outfit every single episode. She just likes (laughs) what she likes. Yeah, and here's the thing. So then she has, uh, what is it, an analogy? I don't know what they're called. but uh, Oh, they're a word association program. Word association. Okay, so Maple is to Elm as Daisy is to an Okay, I don't even know what the what the real what's answer the answer.
1: Is. Can somebody please tell me what the freaking answer is? Because I, mean, I don't know a
0: maple tree, an elm tree, so maybe They're both date trees to another flower. But then the answer is, could be anything. Yeah, is it is there a multiple choice? I don't understand. I don't know, but I'm gonna go with Morgan's answer of booger. That sounds great. Fair enough. I mean,
1: <laughs> there's no multiple choice, so it really could be anything. So. Uh, Mrs. Bertrand was not impressed with that, but she was impressed by Corey finishing the aptitude test in under an hour. Yeah, so he
0: basically just guessed on everything. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, he probably was doing that thing where um, I'm assuming it's like a Scantron. So he probably filled in the bubble where it's like a a snake. Like he diagonals it one way and then diagonals it the other.
0: So it's a zigzag. Or it's one of those things where if you don't know the answer, you put C. I like, yes, I remember. Oh, my gosh. Tell me you ever did this. So like if you took a Scantron test in school, um, like I would finish the test and then I would obviously look things over. And um, if there wasn't. An answer for, like, that – if there wasn't a question where I thought the answer was, like, A, or if there wasn't an answer – like, if there wasn't at least one of each A, B, C, or D, it would, like, freak me out. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I must have gotten one wrong because why would they do this? I specifically remember a teacher on purpose made all the answers in one test C – Because he knew it would like fuck with people. That's not cool. Isn't that not cool? Because it really makes everybody anxious. And I think what they say now, because remember when we were in school, they used to say, oh, always check your work. Always check your answers. Now I'm pretty sure they don't say that because they say that whatever your first gut instinct is, is probably the right answer.
1: Yeah, I'm definitely an overthinker. So if I were to have to answer a multiple choice question, um, at this point in my life, like uh, we talk a lot about how I was a sucky student. But like the real story is after my great achievement of getting all A's in senior year of high school, I was actually a very good student in college and I got like high, not high on a roll. I got like president's like Dean's list and I like graduated cum laude. And, um, so, and uh, as a person today, I am a studious one. So plot twist. I'm not a fuck up people. (laughs) Um, just a little bit. Uh, so there's hope for me and Corey, but, um, I bring this up because um, I don't know why I brought that up. <laughs>
0: <laughs> why was I bringing that because up? Because you just wanted to brag and like not have people tweeting at you, being like, "Wow, Sarah, way to be an idiot." You okay, were just like, no, actually, I'm very smart. Thank you. Uh, so that's what I had to say. So you know what? basically, that's okay. we have
1: your accomplishments.
0: <laughs> um,
1: yeah, I really don't know why I I got into that actually, <laughs> but um, so. She takes the test. Mrs. Bertram, yes. She has her answer template. She realizes that the answers are of an average sixth grade child and not of a genius. So um, she, So essentially, she just feels like Corey's baking it so that he doesn't have to go to the new school.
0: Meanwhile, his parents know what's going on the entire yeah. time. And to be honest, like, it's pretty rude that they're like, oh, lady, come over and test our child. But we know that he cheated. I was going to say this. Like, I now I started to feel
1: badly for the lady because Feeny didn't clue her into this. Yeah. The parents didn't clue her. Like, she's going in thinking, like, this is actually, like, this is her job to t- test these children and, um, and recruit these children into their fancy school. So the the fact that this is just such a long con and this went so out of whack is, like, just wasting her time. And she even, like, says that essentially – so, yeah, no, um, it is
0: it is true, but she's still kind of a jerk. So I don't feel that bad for her. But it is one of those things where you're like, really, you couldn't have taught him a lesson in another way beyond involving another outside person. Yeah, it didn't have to go this far. I don't understand. Yeah. So Corey missed a
1: cheating and she takes it once again as like, oh, like you cheated on this test. And he's like, no, I found the answers on the other test. And then she's just like over it. Then she's like, let me get out of here. Like, you're wasting my time. Like, you know, uh, you know that she she says that, like, she needs to go see like prodigies that actually deserve her like time and attention. Like, screw you. Still.
0: And this is where his parents like stick up for him saying, like, listen, maybe our kids aren't geniuses, but they're perfectly average and they're good people. Which, like, yes. probably not the best argument to make after Corey <laughs> just cheated on a test. But, like, you do you. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, um, and you know, they brought them up well and they're completely normal. And, like, as uh, they say this, uh, a little nugget from storyline B, like, Morgan comes down in her Halloween costume, which is not normal. We'll get into that. <laughs> and she's just like, uh, Mrs. Bertram, she's like, I'm done. <laughs> like, goodbye. Yeah.
0: So I have two questions for you. First question is, did you ever cheat on a test, like, at any point? Why are you asking me this? You know the answer. (laughs) Of course I cheated on a test. Okay, so my question is then, like, second follow-up question. How, like, what method did you use? Did you just look at, like, a kid, like, over a kid's shoulder or something? Like, a smart kid? No,
1: no. So the first time I remember cheating on a test was, like, I I was young. And it was a spelling test, and I think that it was the word, like, science or something. Mm -hmm. And I had my science book, like, in my – like, you know how desks had, like, the open – Yes. The open thing, and then my science book was right there. And I, like, leaned back, and I saw (laughs) – like, I, like, read the word science. But, like, another kid caught me and, like, outed me in the middle of the (gasps) class. What a jerk! But that didn't stop me from cheating in the future.
0: That kid sucks.
1: Yeah. So, um, I that's my first memory of cheating. Um, have you ever
0: cheated on a test? (laughs) Why? Like you just do this to shame me? No, 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 no. Okay, here. Do you want the tea? I'll give you the tea. I to be to be honest, I don't. I don't think I ever cheated on a test. Actually, I was so – here's the dumb thing. This is me. This is my – and I – you know what? I probably have, like, undiagnosed anxiety now that I, like, look back at my life, but that's fine. Like, I'm pretty sure at one point I got nervous because I was, like, looking – I was looking up. Like, I was just, like, trying to think, and I got nervous that a teacher would think I was attempting to cheat. So, like, I – you know what I mean? Guess like, they thought that I would look at someone's paper even though I wasn't. Sure. But – What I did do one time is I specifically remember I was in sixth sixth grade, I think it was sixth grade math. And I didn't know that we were going to have, for some reason, I must have forgotten or something. I didn't know that we were going to be having like a quiz or a test that day. And I honestly couldn't tell you what the material even was. I don't know what you learn in sixth grade math, but I was so panicked because once the teacher was like, we're going to take a test today, I was so panicked. I worked myself up into mentally like such a tizzy that I thought I was going to throw up and I had to go to the nurse's office. Oh my God. So I ended up like getting out of it and getting to take it the next day, which again, like that's not like if you don't study like <laughs> shit out of luck for you but like I worked myself up so much and no one would ever think that I was like doing it on purpose because normally yeah. I was a very good student so yeah. I could get away with that type of thing yeah um it was not a good thing to do I still feel kind of guilty about it <laughs> no but the difference is, is that I think that you actually had an anxiety
1: attack uh however like little or not and the difference is, yeah. is that I would fake it and put on an act. Yeah. So, and that's malicious and you were not. So moving on from you being <laughs> a shitty person. I uh,
0: mean, what I did was not okay either. Just to say it, it was not okay. I don't know. But so, anyway. you know,
1: yeah. Mrs. Bertram leaves. Corey asks Amy and Alan if they knew all along that he wasn't a genius.
0: Yeah. And of course they knew. Like they were just waiting for him to tell them, you know, that he cheated.
1: Yeah, they're waiting. They didn't have any proof. They didn't want to accuse them. But um, and Corey says, like, I don't know that he like it took him too long and he didn't admit it until he was backed into a corner and um, he's grounded, but only for two weeks.
0: I feel like this is, should be a bigger deal. So that's my other question for you. So, right. So and also he gets off easy because they still let him go trick or treating, too. So it doesn't even start right away um but here's my question if you were ground like first of all were you grounded and if you were grounded like what did that like consist of for you okay so going back to my story before about hiding (laughs) progress
1: reports my I actually did this around Halloween coincidentally so how timely look at that and my punishment was partially that I would not be able to participate in Halloween that year. Oh. And Halloween was taken away from me. And I was not allowed to go
0: trick-or-treating. So, so that, was that the actual punishment? Like did you get any other punishments or no?
1: Um, I'm sure it was some sort of mixture of like no TV or yeah. internet if that was a thing. Or seeing my friends. Something yeah. along those lines were my typical punishments. But yeah. they tried any anything and everything with me. <laughs> and um, I don't know. Within a week, I think that they, they just like forgot. Um, so I don't think like I ever had like a full month of punishment, but maybe mm-hmm. I did. Yeah. Uh, gosh. Let me ask just for the sake of being polite. Have you ever been grounded? I absolutely
0: have been grounded. Here's for, the thing. For what? For... Like for like eating with the wrong fork? <laughs> Here's the thing, for as much as I was a very good and diligent student, that did not necessarily mean that I didn't get myself into trouble. And... To nobody's surprise, the thing that got me into trouble the most was my mouth because Uh I backtalked like nobody's fucking business. Like, and I was stubborn. So, if you told me, well, you better not do that, or you better not say that one more time, or you better stop, I was not going to. I was going to do what I wanted. I had my own agenda. So, anytime I got into trouble, nine times out of 10, it was because I backtalked. And usually, my ground, like me being grounded, would consist of no television, no computer. For, like, a week or two or, you know, whatever. Usually it was, like, a week, I think. Um, I don't – I can't imagine anything being punished beyond that. Like, that usually was what my punishment was. But it wasn't – I'd say once I got into my teens, I didn't really get in trouble as much. Um, probably adolescence, honestly, because I just had a mouth mm-hmm. on me. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um. Yeah, so – you're a good kid, Jess. Don't don't worry about it. Oh no, it's mostly okay. I
0: I definitely was like when I look at some of the other shit that kids pulled on their parents, I'm like I was a saint compared to some of the kids. I just had a loud mouth and I like to talk back because I'm stubborn and loud. Like that's just who I am, and it's Absolutely. fine. Like I feel like it's just passion, you know? <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, it's just ex- excitement
1: <laughs> <Yes>. or passion. <laughs> um. So yeah. So Corey. Gets his little punishment after Halloween. And back at school, he there's no ramifications there either. There's no suspension. I don't know if there's additional att- detention. But,
0: like, I feel like this qualifies for suspension. Yeah, it's kind of weird. I mean, maybe it's... Maybe it's because it's not an actual test test, it's just like an IQ test, but you'd still think there'd be some type of ramifications. It happens on school grounds. Yeah. Yeah, it is weird. I don't know. He gets off pretty, pretty easy on this one. Very easy. Yeah. Uh,
1: So Corey hands in his like clown nose and, uh, you know, he admits that he just did it to earn Feeny's respect. Which is still kind of sad, I guess. Yeah.
0: And Vini's just like, Vini, again, again, breaching HIPAA teacher laws and discussing (laughs) other children's studies is like, you know, he didn't do well this time, but it was my fault. I failed him because he didn't understand the material and I'll do my best next time so that he does understand the material.
1: Oh, my gosh. Poor Rick Lewis. He doesn't deserve this life. I know. um, But, you know, Corey says that's like really cool of him. And then uh, uh, as Corey leaves, Feeney ponders, um, am I cool?
0: Is he cool? No, (laughs) not even a little bit. Feeney's not cool? This is like the is a Kiva cool question, I feel like. I'm just being set up. Like, no, Feeny and is that, uh, not cool. <laughs> um, and that's Akiva from Rob has a podcast. For, yes, anybody who doesn't listen, Rob doesn't and Akiva listen. need a
1: podcast. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess I mean I Feeny could be cool. I don't know, but I guess not. I don't so. think so. You
0: know. <laughs> Sorry, Feeney.
1: So that's our story A. Or um, I think that all in all what we learned here was that Feeney's not cool and
0: that, uh, Corey has very little morals. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And I think we're just going to keep perpetuating those storylines as time moves on. Yeah, Absolutely so um storyline b it is halloween and i don't know if you noticed so basically we have amy and morgan sitting on the couch and this is the first time we hear about amy's job in real estate um and morgan wants to go get her halloween costume but amy doesn't have time because she has to work um and so eric walks in this is the first time eric calls morgan weasel which will come up Time and time again. Yes. I noticed that too. That was so exciting. Um, yeah. So like Amy's like a
1: busy lady. She has like her busy business suit on. Love it. But <laughs> uh, basically Morgan like really is pushing to get her Halloween costume because Shelly Fagus has it. So um, Shelly Fagus has her Halloween costume. Morgan does not. So Eric agrees to let her or to drive her to get Or no, he's not driving, but Amy's going to drive them to get the Halloween costume.
0: Right, right. So Eric volunteers to do it. Also, I feel like um, Morgan falls into the category, which again, another common like sitcom trope of like super smart for their age, youngest sibling.
1: So, yeah, so she always has her little biting comments or her little sassy sayings. And she tells her mom that she could like try a little bit harder at being a good mom. So, um, but yeah, so Eric says, you know, that some of the things that they could do while Eric is babysitting Morgan is to teach Morgan how to take out the trash uh, because that's what big girls do. Um, I also know how to take out the trash and I wish I can unlearn that. (laughs) Uh, but, uh, Morgan's like, what am I, an idiot?
0: Yeah, Uh, yeah. So Morgan
1: is not interested in
0: learning how to take out the trash. No. And they go, so they go to get, uh, Halloween costumes, and later she shows up in a scene in a zombie costume, and, uh, Amy is appalled, (laughs) and- It is spooky! Yes, and so it sounds like Eric picked it out, but Morgan does love it, so-
1: She's very pleased with it. So um, even though she did not know what a zombie was prior, she's loving it. And um, should we describe this or is this going to be like a special feature in our fashion hour? Oh, it'll be in the fashion hour. OK, so we'll save the good stuff. But yeah. Amy's not impressed. Alan's like tickled. Like he, he likes it. it. Yeah, he, he loves it. He loves it. Yeah. So like Amy wanted her to have like a Cinderella costume or something you know, basic or typical, and um, <laughs> she little little Morgan is just like loving it, and she likes being spooky, and she thinks the undead are cool.
0: She even has the blackout teeth. Um, yeah, I have that. news for Amy. Yeah, women and girls can be in whatever costume they want. They do not have to be princesses. There is nothing that says that that's what they have to do. So good on Morgan. Yeah. I mean,
1: I would be a little bit spooked out if like my perfect little angel baby girl came with that costume when I was expecting something totally different. But I would not I would let Morgan just like be
0: herself. Yes. So um, then we we cut this is later in the show. We cut to uh, Feeney or well, Morgan is handing out. Uh, candy to trick-or-treaters Feeny comes in he's been giving out rulers like really (laughs) really
1: I I mean I don't know I feel like that could be kind of useful
0: no 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 this is where I draw the line first okay we need to answer the question of is Feeny cool this is where we answer it absolutely (laughs) not no but like I kind of want a ruler what is wrong with you why would you want a ruler you don't think they have rulers in school why would you need one Um, I use a ruler practically every day in my career. Okay, but your work, doesn't your work provide one?
1: I have a architectural rule, yes.
0: Yeah, okay, well then you don't need a fucking ruler. I want candy. I'm a child. I want candy. Mm, Okay, so (laughs) Phoebe
1: is in need of candy because the kids are not happy. So he comes to the door and he, um... Well, Morgan goes like running to find her parents and Feeney answers the door and it's like three dudes in masks. And like one of the dudes is like, hey, like, aren't you that Feeney guy? My brother's siblings or my brother's friend said that you were the coolest guy in school. And like Feeney is like just seeing like thought that he saw right through. He's like, Mr. Matthews, I'm not born yesterday. And he like takes off the mask and it's like not Corey. But is it is it Rick Lewis?
0: Oh, I don't know if it's Rick Lewis. It's some it's some redhead kid, right? Some, another kid, yeah. Yeah. And Feeney feels so bad about it that he gives him all of the rulers and he walks away and Corey's like takes off he's the kid next to the other kid, and he's like, and they say I'm not a genius. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, yeah, so I kind of have a couple reasons why I think that Corey might be a genius.
0: Oh, okay. Hit me with them. Um.
1: Number one, he memorized all those questions, like, really, really quickly in a short amount of time, and he memorized, like, all of them. Okay. That's impressive. Number I mean, two, yeah. he has a good understanding on how school systems repeatedly fail children by not giving them equal opportunities as other children. yeah. And number three, um, he that little bit at the end, I thought that was really smart and like quick on your
0: feet thinking. Yeah, I would say, you know what I think? I think Minkus, Sean, and Corey all exhibit very smart, and even Topanga, who will we'll come back, but I guess let's talk about the three that we saw in this episode. They all exhibit different types of smarts. So Minkus is very book smart, right? Um, And then you have Corey, who's more witty and, you know, kind of sarcastic. And then you have Sean, who's street smart. So I think they all three of them have different elements of intelligence. Um, If you put all three of them together, they'd make a very smart human being. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Very well-rounded. Yes. So that's our episode. Um, I thought that this was a great episode. I really, really liked it. Yeah, I thought it was fun. I am still missing Topanga. Like every time we start an episode and she's not in it, I kind of get a little bit sad, especially with, like I said, like the Walmart brand of Topanga sitting in front of him this episode. But hopefully we'll see her soon. Um, And if uh, we are ready to move on to the fashion hour. Um, And this time I will say I had a bit of a tougher Time, I think, like I felt like it was easier last episode or the episode mm, before. Yeah. Um. So, four nominees for the Rachel Green Award are, um, Sean specifically in the bedroom, the, the scene where he is in Corey's bedroom, he is wearing like if we know nothing else about '90s fashion, just know layers, just stack on the clothes, wear everything in your closet because that apparently <laughs> was the style. Yeah. Yeah. Just. Anything and anything that you can grab onto. Specifically vests. So we have Sean, who is wearing a blue long sleeve tee. On top of that, he's wearing what appears to be like a Hawaiian shirt. And on top of that, he's wearing a hooded denim vest. Like so many layers. And jeans. Obviously, usually denim is the bottom on these outfits. Um, So that is nominee number one. Uh, Second nominee is Miss Bertram's not going to be happy because it's Morgan. Morgan. Now, obviously, (laughs) the outfit does not exactly match, but we have green pants. We have a pink turtleneck. And over the pink turtleneck, we have a long flannel vest. Now, flannel vest put together, classic 90s fashion. And obviously, this is in the part of the episode with Miss Bertram. Correct. Um, And the final outfit in contention is Corey. Um this is in the um the end of the episode where he's handing in his red nose to Feeney. So he's wearing again, layers. Layer it up, people is wearing a blue t-shirt. On top of that, we have a yellow long-sleeve button-up t-shirt. And on top of that, we have a denim vest. Are you seeing a pattern here with the denim vests? My God. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> They're really everywhere, aren't they? They are everywhere. So those are the three people we are nominating this episode, Rachel Green Award. What are you thinking? I'm thinking we'll give it to Morgan. She
1: dressed herself. She has her own sense of fashion. She's confident in what she's wearing. And is it awful? Absolutely. Do I want to burn my eyes out when I look at it? Sure thing. <laughs> but I will give it to her because she came up with it
0: on her own. And it's just a, an example of her uh, creative freedom. There you go. I love it. All right. So congratulations, Morgan. Snaps for you, Rachel Green Award. Snaps for you. <laughs> um, so for moving on to the Paul Rudd Certificate of Timelessness. Um, I only have two nominees because, again, we don't want to force any and some of them are not very timeless. Um, The first nominee actually is going to be Minkus and it is for the grandpa sweater he is wearing in the opening. Like this sweater gave me such grandpa vibes and I feel like hipsters would rock this right now. Like, yeah, this is um, the sweater can currently be found at your nearest Buffalo
1: uh, Junction, is that what this place is called? Buffalo, what the heck buf- is Buffalo Junction? <laughs> uh, no, not Buffalo Wild Wings. Uh, <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. I don't think, I don't know if you'd find it at a Buffalo Wild Wings. Uh, oh, Buffalo Exchange. Okay. Oh, <laughs> Buffalo Exchange.
1: This outfit can be currently be found at your nearest Buffalo Exchange. Um, absolutely. Yeah, I can see that.
0: Yeah, I do think. And I mean, usually he's wearing like stuff that's just not cute, but this I do think like anybody would be like, "Oh, I'm going to go thrifting and go buy this sweater," you know. Exactly. Um second up, we have a second a pers- person who also appeared in the Rachel Green award category. Again, we have Morgan as the zombie. Now, here's the thing. This is why I put Morgan in this spot. Uh this is why this this um outfit is nominated because, first of all, Walking Dead was super popular a few years ago. Obviously not as much anymore, but I do think like zombies have made a return. There's a lot of movies and pop culture surrounding zombies. Secondly, we are in the age of women and girls just dressing however they want for, I mean, in general, but also for Halloween, you see girls and women wearing superhero costumes that aren't necessarily like Wonder Woman, right? Like you see a girl who's Superman or a girl who's Iron Man or whatever. And women can be what they want. And I felt like Morgan should be rewarded for having a cool, creepy costume that you would see nowadays. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think that she deserves this. You know, I love a double winner. It makes me very
1: excited. So I, too, will give this to Morgan. Um I think that I would never want to dress up like this because it honestly scares the shit out of me. But <laughs> I respect Morgan and all of her fashion decisions. Here we go. All right. Double winner Morgan.
0: Yay. Um, <laughs> um okay, so I believe you said that we did get a question submitted to us for this episode. Yeah, so we also um, got
1: a question submitted by um, Will. I think it's Afferty. That's great. do him. Um, <laughs> he's a fan. He's a fan. <laughs> he says, "Did you usually choose a princess costume for Halloween, or did you make a more creative and unconventional choice like Morgan being a zombie?" Ooh. Um, you go first. I think that typically I was just like a basic bee. Um, I remember some of my favorite Halloween costumes being um, a cat that my grandma made me. Mm-hmm. And uh, there was definitely a uh, Disney princess in there once or twice. So I think that there was I do not think that I had ever done unconventional um, zombie costume
0: yeah,
1: uh, or something spooky. Uh Like in our day, I think a scream mask was kind of popular. <laughs> yeah, that like squeezed some like little thing, and like the blood, yeah, would come down. Do you remember that thing? I do remember that. Yeah. Uh, that was not uh, a selection made by me. <laughs> I think <laughs> I stuck to the
0: princesses. Yeah. Um, for me, we. My parents never let us buy costumes. We weren't allowed to buy costumes. So any costume I ever wore was either handmade or like a hand-me-down from my brother or my cousins. Um, So I remember one year I was a devil. There was a spider costume that was like a – it was a black turtleneck. And then I think my aunt maybe had made extra arms that attached to your arms so that when you moved your arms, the other arms moved. So that was like the spider costume I wore. Um, I remember one year, my best friend was Shania Twain, and I don't remember what I was, but it was something pop culture-y. So I was never anything that like you could go into a Halloween store and just buy. I was always something that was like, I remember we were like playing cards one year because that was a costume we had lying around. I can't think of I I was never a Disney princess. I was not into princesses as a kid. So that was never. Really? My thing. No. Oh. I wasn't into um. I was never the um girly girl, I would say. I was much more into Legos, cars, that type of thing.
1: Hmm. I was into Barbies, but not baby dolls. Because um, I guess the mothering instinct
0: didn't come early. I was also into Barbie dolls and baby dolls, but I was just not into like the princess thing. Like Mm. I didn't like to wear dresses. I hated wearing dresses because my mom Mm. used to make me wear tights, and I was very tall. And so, when you're a tall girl and you have to wear tights, generally they fall down constantly.
1: Oh, they don't. Yeah, I had a period where I liked dresses, and I had a period where I didn't like
0: dresses. I mean, now I like dresses because they're convenient, but and I don't wear dresses very often. Look how that changes. So funny. So funny. Look at us.
1: (laughs) Who would have thought? Not me. (laughs) Not me. We we love that Paul Rudd. I love him. Um. Um, (laughs) Alrighty. So guys, a couple of last minute housekeeping things as we love to talk about. Um, Please, please, please tweet at us with any feedback that you have at Shit Nineties Pod, or follow us on Instagram at Shit Nineties spod as well. And if you're feeling extra generous, you can always leave a review on iTunes. Um, and of course, subscribe uh, to us as well. That would be amazing if you're not already. And if we get a five star review. Guess what, guys? We will read it on the podcast. Yes, we will. Yes, we will. And that's what we're about to do. So <laughs> <laughs> so we got a couple of five-star reviews, but should we just read like one or two, Jess? Yeah, yeah, just read one, yeah. Okay, so this one is from somebody that's called MK1297, And her subject of her review is 90s throwback, exclamation point. This is a great podcast. Sarah and Jessica are great hosts. All I need are some Dunkaroos and Gushers. Um classic 90s snacks anyone and it's tjif all over again thanks for the nostalgia ladies
0: i love that oh that was so cute and also i loved dunkaroos and gushers oh yeah so you can actually find
1: dunkaroos at your local store i think that they're coming like sneaky sneaky again i think that they i've seen them popped up i bought some for drew a couple my
0: boyfriend (laughs) a couple weeks ago
1: (laughs) So they crack
0: me up. I feel like you could easily homemade Dunkaroos now. Like you could like just make some cookies and buy frosting and like Don't say that. <laughs> Stop it. No, Dunkaroos are very specific. I mean, they're crunchy cookies. I even prefer a softer cookie anyway. So I mean, in general, that. but Dunkaroos are Dunkaroos. Yeah, that's true. We love that. Don't mess with perfection.
1: <laughs> and then we have. I'm just gonna read a short one now. Yeah. Yeah. This is by somebody that is named um KKKKKK86. What her original name. <laughs> and their subject is hilarious. And she says, Sarah and Jessica are so funny. Listen. And I agree. We there are so go. funny. And we would love you to continue listening. Short and to the point, people. Which we love that too. So You can say anything to us. Um, We would love
0: a five star review and we will read it on the podcast. Yes, so keep listening, guys. Um, coming up, we have obviously Season 1, Episode 7, which I did sneak a little peek to see which one it was, and I'm very excited about this It's episode. a good one. It is, so keep listening. We also have some bonus content coming out in the month of October, which we're now in, so get pumped. Keep your eyes out for some new content that we're going to be dropping that is not Boy Meets World related. However, it is 90s related because that's what we're all about here Um, so, uh, please keep listening and we will see you guys on the next episode. Have a good one. Bye.